welcome to Epiphany Fellowship's podcast, where our goal is to see people everywhere show off the glory of Christ in every area of life. We pray that you are blessed and encouraged by today's message and will allow the Word of God to dwell in you richly. Good morning, family. I'm excited uh, to be bringing the word this morning. Thanks to all of our elders, the Reverend Doctor, the Bishop, uh, Eric Mason. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, if you have your copy of God's word, meet me in Psalms chapter 24. Psalms chapter 24. Yeah. Y'all taking some time, I know, but I'm going to go ahead. Y'all can pause it and I'm going to go ahead and read this text. Psalms 24 verse 1 we're going to read the entire thing it says this the earth and everything in it uh, the world and its inhabitants belong to the Lord for he laid its foundation on the seas and established it on the rivers who may ascend the mountain of the Lord who may stand in his holy place the one who has clean hands and a pure heart who has not appealed to what is false and who has not sworn deceitfully, he will receive blessings from the Lord and righteousness from God, from the God of our salvation. His or such is the generation of those who inquire of him, who seek the face of God, the God of Jacob. Selah. Verse seven says, lift up your head, you gates, rise up ancient doors, then the king of glory will come in. The question is raised, who is this king of glory? The Lord God, strong and mighty, the Lord God, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates, raise up ancient doors, then the king of glory will come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of armies. He is the king of glory, Selah. A few weeks ago, uh, the good Dr. Eric Mason uh, raised a question in the title of his sermon, Are You Ready for Jesus? And I want to stay along that theme and that thought of being ready. And so I want to tag this text in our virtual exchange today, Make Room, Make Room room text 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 a friend text a friend and and, and maybe a, or maybe a family member and just tell them make room make room make room go ahead text them i know y'all still looking at me go ahead text them now right 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 in the chat right in the chat right now say make room make room make room make room let, let me pray for us father we thank you for the opportunity to open up your word to hear your voice now lord i'm praying now that you would use me this broken vessel to declare your goodness and your greatness to your people. Father, I'm just a mere man, and I can do nothing apart from you. There is nothing that can be done on my own strength. And so now, Lord, I rely completely on you for strength. Give me preaching power. Give me clarity of mind. Give me conviction of heart to tell the truth, because we know the truth is what sets people free. And we want to be free people today. And so, Lord, I pray that you would grant us favor in our time today. Pray these things in Jesus' name. And every glad heart said, amen. Amen. In, in, in 2018, the gospel artist Jonathan McReynolds put out an album entitled Make Room. On this album, he has hits like Great is the Lord. 
we sing it here on a, a Sunday morning every now and then. We, 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 there's also another song called, Not Lucky, I'm Loved. There's another one that says, Cycles. Many people love that one because you don't want to remain in the cycle of life, but that's not here or there. But, but, but I really love the title track, Make Room. In, in this song, Jonathan opens up the song with these words, I'll find space for what I treasure. I'll make time for what I want. I choose my priorities and Jesus, you're my number one. I love the way the chorus says, it says, so I will make room for you. I will prepare for two so that you don't feel like you can't live here. Lord, please live in me. I hate to jump to the close of my message where the big reveal of this text is, but I can't help it. This text is raising this thought that you and I need to make room. But I'd be a bad preacher if I left you thinking that this was the only takeaway from this passage. In fact, what I will give you today, it only scratches the surface of what this body of work renders. What I want us to see are three P's that will serve as a point of our passage that help us to be ready for Jesus. Look at what the text says in verse one and two. I love the way the ESV says it. It says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. Verse two, it says, for he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. I love these verses because it points to Genesis chapter one, where the stopwatch of life began. When the triune God looks at a blank canvas and gets excited about what he sees and what the potential is that he's getting ready to paint. You, you remember when, when God looked at nothing, spoke into nothingness, but because he is the creator and creation must respond to the creator, things begin to show up. Why? It's because everything belongs to the Lord. And here in this text, David, David wants us to understand something so beautiful and profound, yet so difficult for you and I, and that is our perception of God. That's the first P I want to leave you with. It's perception. And you look at your TV screen, you look at your laptop with a, a scrunched up face, thinking that you, your perception and perspective of God is proper. But if you're honest with me and you sometimes think that this verse in Psalms chapter one, it said, I mean, Psalms chapter 24, verse one says, the earth is mine and the fullness thereof. You live in a way that says that that this really doesn't belong to God. It belongs to me. You sometimes live in that way. And if we're honest, we have to be met with passages like this that change our perception and perspective. The, the problem is not that we are self-centered. No, that's a symptom. The problem is our perception of God. It's not that we don't want to give our time, talents, and treasures back to God by way of the local body. No, that's a symptom. The problem is our perception on, of God. There's a story of, of parents who were teaching their daughter about giving. They, they, they had her do little things around the house, and they paid her for the work that she did, and, and, and Sunday came. 
and it was time for church and the family headed head to church and and in the car ride the mom reminds the daughter about the lesson that they talked about about giving it comes time when the offering is being collected and the father tells the daughter it's time to give the basket comes in front of her and she holds her hand tightly as if she doesn't want to let the offering go can't you see it that there's some ruckus on the row of that of that church it, the pew is being distracted by what is going on and so the father reaches over grabs the daughter's hand and opens her hand and the money falls into the basket can you imagine that little girl being frustrated because she had to give up what she worked so hard for well story goes on that they continue on with their day they actually go to visit a park and the parents sit on a bench and the, the daughter is on a swing and every time she goes up, they hear her saying something in the distance. And so they look at each other confused by what is going on. And then the father finally gets up and says, let me go find out what she's saying. When he got closer, he heard her saying, God, give me my money back. <laughs> give me my money back. Many of us are like the little girl, little girl, including me. We think that because we've worked hard and stayed up late nights, uh, that it belongs to us. Let's set the record straight here and right now that the, and, and, and we're going to find that out from the source of truth. The earth is the Lord's. <laughs> And the fullness thereof, the, the world and those who dwell therein. And the moment we begin to understand and live in the fact that everything belongs to God and that it will never change, we can walk in true freedom. Until we have properly or we have a proper perspective and perception of God, we'll run to anything and everything to get our answers. Now watch how things change when your perception and perspective about God is wrong. Verse 3 says this, it says, Who may ascend to the mountain of the Lord? Lord here is Yahweh. Who may stand in his holy place? Oh, this is so beautiful. We, we all uh, can relate because we all have questions. Stay with me for, for, for a brief second. I'm, I'm going to walk us through this. But the problem with us is not that we have questions because we actually learn from our questions. The problem is we think we run our own world and so we give our own answers to our own questions. Hmm. Y'all, please stay with me. Please, 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 please. How, how, how do I know, uh, one, because I'm tempted many a times in my own life to answer my own question because I'm good at persuading me to do me. Secondly, I, I don't have to look far. I, I love my generation, but many of us function like this. We, we, we function like we own and we add or take away days of our lives. But in fact, this is so far from the truth because the text says the earth is the Lord's. It, it, it belongs to him. You, this, this, David raises the question. And, and 
I believe that in our own, in our generation, we have sayings like live your own life or this is my truth. This, this shows the idea that we think that we run our own lives. We, we make everyone a, a little G God. But, but what, what, what I find interesting is that in James, he says this, James chapter one, verse five, it says, now if any man lack wisdom, it doesn't say let him ask his friend. It doesn't say, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask Google. It doesn't say, if any man lack wisdom, let him go to uh, the Urban Dictionary. It says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly and it will be given to him. Here it is, you and I can't filter our own confusion. <laughs> I'll say it again, you and I cannot filter our own confusion. The, 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 here it is, we must use the filter for our confusion. Oh, oh, you, you're looking at me funny. Oh, oh, we, 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 we have to have uh, the right perception of God. Uh, because when we have the right perception and perspective towards God, then our posture changes. <laughs> That's the second P in case you didn't get it. Uh, it, it first one is, is perception, how we view God. And, and if, if, if we really view God the way he's supposed to be viewed and what he says about himself, we should look at verse one and say, Lord, everything is yours. But, but watch this, many of us will sit around and think in this way that everything is yours, so I'm going to just stay over here. But, but when you actually know that everything is the Lord's, your posture changes. <laughs> look, look, at, look at verse 4, it says this, the one who has clean hands and a pure heart, <laughs> who has not appealed to what is false and who has not sworn deceitfully. There's so much in this text, but, but here, 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 clean hands and pure hearts point to deeds and thoughts. Yeah, clean, meaning uh, uh, unmarried or blameless, free from guilt. It means innocent. This is the deed part of, of these two ideas, it, 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 how we treat one another, <laughs> clean hands. Or do you come to the table innocent? Uh, how, you, how you treat your neighbor, how, how you respond to people, but it doesn't stop there. Deeds are good. Uh, and, and, and what's funny, I think many of us treat it like the OJ song, uh, um, the, the, the OJ's uh, backstabber, where we smile in the face. But, but our heart has hate and malice towards other. Here's what David is saying. He says, he says who, who can ascend um, to the holy? It's those who have right uh, or whose hands are clean, who are innocent before God, but also whose hearts are pure. Those who, who, who treat people well because that actually reflects your your uh, your your view of God. 
<laughs> that, that's, that's what David is pointing to. He, he's saying, he's saying those who have a clean hand and, and clean hands and have a pure heart are the ones who are able to be right with God, to, to stand in his holy temple. Not only those two, but he says, who has not appealed to what is false and who has not sworn deceitfully. This uh, some translations uh, for this word appeal say lift up. The idea here is one who doesn't have an appetite or a desire for emptiness. <laughs> it, it, David, David clearly says, he says, I, those who have clean hands, how they respect and, and treat people, uh, those who have a pure heart, who, who actually, uh, uh, their thoughts and, and their processing, uh, those, those are good. But also, you, you got to understand, those who don't long for the foolishness, those who, who go after God, this, uh, I, I see you looking at me and you think is we're not going anywhere but 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 here it is as as if you think that as if you are so much better than the people who were present in the ark being brought into the temple you say well that is for them and has nothing to do with me that's the Old Testament. Well, here, here, here you go. Here, here's some some good news for you. Jesus himself says um, uh, uh, in, in the world's greatest sermon, he says, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. <laughs> you, you, you want you 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 want you want to experience God. You, you, you want him to enter into where you are. It's those who who have clean hands and a and a pure heart. It's 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 your posture towards him. <laughs> uh, this is what David is helping them and us see that that though we um, are imperfect and messed up people, there is a posture that we should have just um, not just on Sunday. <laughs> But every day, because we see that every day there is a there is a holy and there is a righteous God who is ready and willing to dwell in his people. And the question is, will you be ready when he comes? Is is your posture towards God one of clean hands and a pure heart? I, and I know you're sitting there and you're saying, well, I messed up and I'm broken. And, 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 and the funny part is that. Uh, you don't have to have it all together. It's your posture towards God. It's it's the simple fact that, I, I, Lord, I'm honest with you that I messed up, but you're good. And because you're good, I'm going to make every effort. There's a response to the people of God that we should have. Yeah, they, they, they're there. We, we should understand that our perception of God and once we understand our perception of God and have a great perception and perspective of God, then, then therefore our posture towards him should change to, towards him. But watch this also towards other, others. But here's, here's what verse 5 says, and I'm, I'm, I'm landing soon. It says, he will receive blessings from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Uh, verse 6 says, such is a generation of those who inquire of him, who seek the face of of the God of Jacob, Selah. 
I'm moving, but but this section, I believe, is one of the most encouraging passages of Scripture. And it's because I have it has very little to do with me, but everything to do with God. This this can literally be translated. He declares you innocent. (laughs) It's as if one stood in front of you and took what actually belongs to you what was intended for you. It, it, it says, it says, it's, it's here, it's right here, in the, it's right here in the text. It says, he will, this person who has clean hands and pure heart will receive blessings from the Lord, the righteousness from the God of our salvation. You, you're looking at this and say, because Lord, I put myself together, then I should receive blessings. The funny thing is, he did not wait for you to put get it together. He actually did it. And we heard that last week with Pastor Kurt, that he, before, before you got it right, he stepped in. <laughs> See, what's beautiful is we really have a, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going to put it on y'all. I really have a hard time seeing that I'm really that messed up. But when I understand how good God is, how big he is, how great and massive he is, and that he owns everything, I see myself and I say, I'm not worthy. And so there has to be one who actually works on my behalf. And here in this text, it's proving that God is working on my behalf. (laughs) Now, with us being declared innocent, we should have a response. And I, I believe the response is in verse six. It says, Selah. <laughs> it, it means pause and think about what just happened. Th- think about what was just said. What was just said was, I've been declared righteous because of Christ. Not, 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 not me. Not, it wasn't because I, I cleaned myself up. It wasn't because I, I, I put myself in the right place. There is a responsibility for us. But, but it wasn't the fact that I've done it. It's because of him. It's, it's because of him. We, we, we see our perception changes our posture. And lastly, uh, it requires our participation. <laughs> We we first see that how we view God is very much so important to all these other ones. How we view him changes how we we live or we look towards him and how we stand before him. But lastly, it also requires us to participate. I I love I love these next few verses. It's it's beautiful. It says, lift up your head, uh, you gates, uh, rise up ancient doors. Then the king of glory will come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord God strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. I love how it just repeats itself. Verse nine says, lift up your heads, you gates, rise up ancient doors. Then the king of glory will come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of armies. He is the king of glory. Can you imagine for for a second being among this this processional and standing there as as they're trying to bring the uh, the ark into the temple and and hearing these words called out, lift up your head, O ye gates, and rise up ancient doors, then the king of glory shall come in. Then you hear the priest ask the question, who is the king of glory? Notice, notice, notice this. This is the beautiful part of the text that 
The priest doesn't give the answer to the question. The priest is actually asking the question. But, but this is the part I really love. And, and I, I pray that the church would get to a point where we actually um, we study enough of the scripture so that when there is a question asked about the scripture, we can answer it rightly. This, this is what happened. He says, who is the king of glory and, 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 who, and who declares entrance into the temple? And, and with a loud voice, you stand in there and all you hear is the Lord God, strong and mighty. The Lord God, mighty and battle. Th they can say this. The people who were walking into the temple, who, who, who were around the, the Ark of the Covenant, were, were coming into the temple. They could say that because they actually experienced God being, law, being, being strong and mighty. They, 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 they seen and experienced God being mighty and battle. Can you participate like those in this time? Can, can you stand and declare that there is one who is not just who has come, but who is coming, who is mighty and strong? I'm landing. But there's something beautiful I came across as I studied this text. The idea of verse 7 and verse 9, it says, lift up your head, ye gates. <laughs> Some believe that they actually were referring to the gates. That they needed to open up the top half of the gate uh, to make room for the ark to come in. They, 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 they need, they, they said, they think that they were referring to that there wasn't enough space for the ark to get through the gates. Y'all, 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 y'all missed it. So I'm, I'm going to just give it to you right here. They, 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 they said to the priest standing at the gate, could you make room for the ark to come in? Could you remove what's hindering us from being able to bring the ark in? Can, 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 I, can I pull up to your house for, for just for just a second? I, I know it's COVID, so I'm going I'm to pull up and I'm going to keep my mask on, but I'm going to drive away as soon as I'm done. It, what, what, what in your life do you need to open up so that the king of glory can come in? What, what in your life is hindering you from, from allowing the king of glory to come in? Is, is, there, is, there, is there sickness that, that, that has had you bound that, 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 and you can't seem to get through it? Is, is it, is it problems? Are, are you allowing the weight of the world to, to, to weigh you down that you don't see that God is still at work in, with, and through you? Do you not see that the king of glory wants to come in but there's some things that you got to remove to to allow the king <laughs> allow the king to, to come in what what in your life is it your perception <laughs> maybe the biggest thing is you thinking that you are god in this picture. Maybe you understand that there is a God, there's a higher power, that there, there's somebody working things above, but that doesn't interfere in what I do. And so your posture is as if I'll just stay over here while you do 
what you're doing over there. Yeah, or, or maybe it's your participation. It, it's, it's the call that you actually have to move some things out of your life so that the king of glory <laughs> can come in. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm done. There, there's, there's an old Christmas classic. Uh, um, this song goes uh, far and beyond the, the, the famous Whitney Houston song it, and, and on the preacher's wife. And, and it, was, it, was such, it was just beautiful. It was just beautiful. I'm not going to sing it. I'm not going to sing it. But, but, but it says, joy to the world. Joy to the world. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart, watch this, prepare him room. Let heaven and nature sing. P please, please, friends, don't, don't, don't turn, turn off your TV or your laptop. Don't, don't, don't tune out. Uh, um, because uh, there's, there's not a temple made by hands that he wants to come in. He, he's, 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 done a, he's done away with that. He, he, he wants to dwell in his people. And you won't, you, you, you won't shout because you think that you deserve him to dwell right on in your heart. You, 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 just, you, you think that he owes you something. But, 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 but can, can, can I remind you that uh, it wasn't always this way? It, it, it wasn't always that he was, um, he, he was dwelling with us. It, it wasn't always this way. It actually, I love the way Ezekiel chapter 16 paints this picture of how lost we really was. It says, I passed by you and saw you thrashing around in your blood. <laughs> and and, and watch this. He says, I said to you, live. There, there, this proves that there's, there was a disconnection between you and God. Yeah, I, I know this is about the adulterous woman, but you can see yourself right in this, that, that you, you, you were lost, that, that you were, you were way far off from God. And, and you know what he says? He says, I seen you standing there, but I'll decide to do something on your behalf. Uh, whether or not you'll make room for me right now, I'll give you my son. I, I'll, I'll clean you up. I'll renew you. I'll restore you. I'll give you a brand new name. I'll, I'll even put some jewels on you. I'll bless you. But the blessing that I'm giving to you is myself. And the fact that you know me, there should be a posture of worship and honor. There should be a posture of participation to say, who is the king of glory? And you shall respond, the Lord God, strong and mighty, the Lord God, mighty in battle. My friends, I just came by to let you know that there is one a, 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 a perception of God that we need to clear and make very clear of who he really is, what he says about himself, and that we should take that on. But then there's a that we should have to, towards a holy and righteous God who sits high, but watch this, dwells with his people, who looks low, who is, well, uh, who is very interested in, in dwelling with his people, but then also there's a participation that we have. We need to participate in helping the world see that there is a God who runs everything, who, who is God over everything. I love how verse one says that the earth is the Lord's, which, which points to that no matter what time you read this passage, 
he always will be over everything. That it doesn't change. He doesn't change. And because he doesn't change, it, it, it points to this beautiful idea that no matter what goes on in your life, God will always be ruling over everything. It won't change. And so, friends, I, I ask you today, would you search your heart and see if your perception of God is correct? And how we filter that is through the word of God. But then I would say, move on to say, is your posture towards him, him as the holy and righteous God, is it right? But then I would ask you to participate. That when the question is asked, who is the king of glory, that you would respond in a way that tells the truth to the world. No matter if you are struck down, you are cast out, you would declare with boldness and clarity that he is the Lord God strong and mighty. The Lord God mighty in battle. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. For your word that brings light and life, brings conviction, brings correction, challenges us, but also it gives us hope. Thank you that we, we, we can celebrate this Advent series and season of the coming Messiah, the one who will come and restore all things, but we also get to celebrate in the fact that he's coming again to restore the broken pieces of our lives, to, to bring judgment to the wrongs that have been done in our society. And one day when he returns, we will stand and we will say, that is the king of glory. He is the Lord God, strong and mighty. We will reign with him forever. Lord, I pray that you would meet people where they are, that you would change hearts, you would change minds to help us see you rightly, even in seasons like this, where it seems as if life is haywire and things are falling by the wayside. Lord, I pray that you would indeed meet us and remind us that nothing slips your hand, nothing and no one can outrun your presence, but you are always near and dear to our hearts. We love you and we thank you. Help us to live in this way. We pray these things in Jesus' name and every glad heart said, amen. Well, family, this is a time where we celebrate the sacrifice that was given for us. And one day we will hear um, and we will sing praises to our God and King. We will hear the trumpet sound and we would, uh, he will pick up his, his bottle of wine and he will drink with us anew. But until then we celebrate in this way. So on the night when Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body which is broken for you. Take and eat. Then takes a cup and says, this is the new covenant in my blood. As often as you do this, do this in remembrance 
of me. Let us drink together. Well, we are excited that you guys decided to stay with us all day, and we pray that you had a Merry Christmas and you will have a Happy New Year. We love you. Please stay safe, be responsible, and we'll see you next Sunday with a brand new word. God bless you. Hello, this is Dr. Eric Mason, founder of Pastor of Epiphany Fellowship. Thank you for tuning in today. Hopefully the word of God was a blessing to you. Also, if you want to help us build the kingdom from Philly and beyond, particularly in inner cities, partner with us today. And if you don't know Jesus as Savior, based on his death, burial, and resurrection, place your confidence in him and go from spiritual death to spiritual life. Tune in next time so we can see you go from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity. God bless you. Take care. We love you.